did you send me here and in this super cool and handsome body why 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 welcome hey ned Hi. yeah uh i no this is going to sound far-fetched but i'm i'm not russell my name Wait. is simon petrikov i'm from <laughs> another world far different from uh, don't laugh this is real this is real life this, this is real far different from than than your own yeah this is real. This is all happening. This is um, this is, so yeah. We're, this is not going to be DJ Rusty and DJ Netty P doing a podcast. I'm doing it with a uh, fake body, Simon Petrikov. Simon Petrikov, baby, you know me. I got all my cool things that I say all the time, like bread balls and what's up, y'all. That's a thing he <laughs> says, right? Y'all. That's, <laughs> all right, yeah. Now, now you've sold everybody that you're just uh, normal Rusty. Uh, I'm just normal Russ. Ooh, gross. The nickname. It's back. Yo, welcome <laughs> to the Never Ending Adventure podcast. Uh, we are here. It feels a little bit like a celebration. This is the penultimate. Yeah. Is that what you say? The second to last episode of this series, or at least maybe of the season of Vienna and Cake. We're talking about episode number nine, Casper and Nova. Ned, I am sad. For this to be over, I've got to say, I'm kind of excited to get back to Finn. I miss Finn. Yeah, it I do. It feels like a bro that's not in my life right now. Yeah, it really does feel like that. It feels like, I mean, this has been a fun little go of it. But man, I can tell you that podcasting with 22-minute episodes, podcasting with a very, like, uh, we're behind. We're obviously very behind, yeah. like, almost three weeks past, like, the show actually finishing. So I feel, I don't like feeling behind anymore. Um and it's a lot to process. I feel like there's the yeah. this one specifically. We went from the star, which we said, you know, you and I said, oh my gosh, there's like all these scenes, there's side stories, there's all this stuff going on. Then to Jerry, which uh, again felt a lot more processable, I guess. Um, a lot more dialogue seemed a lot like deeper thinking. And then back to this one again, which I honestly, man, this might be my least favorite episode of the series so far. Whoa, really? Yeah, okay. I just. I feel like they released these two as kind of part of the the finale. So this was kind of supposed to be kind of a long yeah. runtime thing. Um, what you don't know is that the whole like Jeremy and Beth side story is actually how they kick off the uh, finale of Adventure Time, the show. Um, they how introduced is this. It? Yeah. Are they just trying to say like, hey, this could be another spinoff series we might do. Is that the purpose of Jeremy and I'm, Beth or what I'm is the purpose sure. of it? It's it's very interesting. It's either going to be like they're trying to possibly do like a spin-off thing. But in Adventure Time the finale, they kind of kick it off I think with making you think this is some sort of alternate universe. Um but the further you get into the finale, you realize it's just the future, honestly. So that's kind of plays a part in this episode. That's a spoiler drop for you uh, um a little yeah. bit. But that's fine. You, th- th- I think that that has something to do with uh, Gold Betty sending Simon back to this reality and taking over Shermie's body. It's not like he's going in um, to an alternate universe. Uh, in in what I, I might have to do some more research on that. Like users, correct me if I'm wrong. Lovelies, uh, mm-hmm. call me out on that. But I'm pretty sure this is just supposed to be his universe, which is why he wrote the. The gun book, the the gun do your own adventure book, technically <laughs> yeah. speaking. Okay. Um, but yeah, sorry, that was getting into that. Uh, my uh, thought, my <laughs> tracing it back to my original thought. I just don't like this episode very much. It feels you just very don't like fillery. It. Yeah, it just feels kind of all over the place. I don't like this scarab bug. It looks, it just doesn't feel on brand either. With it yeah, we felt like weird, weird about yeah. Scarab this whole time, right? Like we've kind of felt like Scarab wasn't the big antagonist that we needed to worry about. But then he he kind of was. The Lich is straight up confirmed depressed. Mm-hmm. He was bummed out that he killed everybody and he felt like he had no purpose. And he finally, in this episode, is able to get to Golb and be like, oh my gosh, you are the embodiment of chaos. I am a scholar of yours, you know, and we'll, we'll dive into all that. But yeah, to your point, 
earlier, we'll backtrack some. We certainly have been far less on top of this than we intended to. I think the initial tension was like, holy crap, I, every week, two episodes, we got this. And uh, we let life get a little in the way. And we apologize for that Ooh, yeah. to it's- the travelers, certainly. But we're, we're ready to get back, as you said. <laughs> you said you don't like being behind on things. Uh, yeah. I prefer being like six or seven years behind on things. <laughs> for I know, those of, yeah, for those of you that are new to the podcast, you know we're going back through the actual Adventure Time show episode by episode, and we're on season five-ish, and this is my first time watching it, so that's why there are some spoilers for me and whatnot. Um, but I, you know, I got to say, I enjoyed this episode maybe a bit more than you just because there are new things. I like meeting new characters. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that first dream sequence. Maybe that's where we start with this. The, yeah. the magical, fake Fiona and Cake world that is what could be a, their magical experience had the Ice King put on the crown, don the crown. And there's a lot of fun little bits. Like you get to see this awesome gender bent magical instead of his normal Huntress wizard. And he looks super great. He looks really cool. I, we can confirm in this, dragons still suck. The, the dragon, dragon still looks terrible in this magical world. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why they ever did that design. Maybe just to be a little less menacing or a little less uh, Skyrim-y, I guess. But. Yeah, they they still suck in Adventure Time, and that's confirmed in this dream sequence. Gary is certainly something of nightmare fuel in this dream sequence, and that's, I guess, the moment or one of the moments that makes Fiona kind of start to freak out and start to kind of feel like, holy crap. And as she wakes up, like, oh my gosh, like, what if that's what the outcome is of this magical world that I'm forcing on everybody from my universe? Like, mm-hmm. they didn't choose this. And what if they don't know each other? What if Marshall and and Gary don't know each other, aren't in love anymore? What if, you know, they're these mutant, terrible, like, yeah, bubblegum monsters and, like, super dorky vampire guy who just gets burnt by... Dude, stay out of the light. What are catches, you doing? Catches in like bursts into flames at the end of the day, yeah, like totally. which is crazy. Yeah, it's 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 feeding on the overarching. Like the whole point of the show is to like Fiona have, and and this is how I think it's going to end. This is just like my theory of it is like, sure. Um, I want my world to be more magical. I can do this. I'm going to go on fantastical adventures, and everything's going to be hunky dory. But that is not, like. Her uh, big learning of the show is going to be like, look, um, I can't get what I want if it means like the detriment of other people. Um, I'm not willing. And, and yeah. that's, again, I think a, a lot of what Finn's journey is the same way. It's like growing up is kind of becoming less selfish and realizing that, hey, like my will just should not um, go over someone else's like well-being, you know? So yeah, she struggles is, uh, with that. But now, but now it's in an unhealthy way to where I think it's instead of just like it being a constructive uh, character growth, it's now this like fear where she's like almost afraid to act. Again, we saw that in the star. We see this in um, now. Now she in this one is willing to take a risk. She's like, ah, screw it. Let's just take the risk. Let's hopefully Simon makes it all magical. Um, But it kind of seems like, you know, it's this cool overcast day. Everybody's skating. Uh, Marshall and Gary are happy together. Cake has maintained her form, which I get, again, I I think um, it has to do with probably Prismo's magic of like Prismo doing the adjustment yeah. back to Cake is why it didn't 100%. transfer her back to a normal cat. Um, so kind of Cake not losing her cakeness. I think that they like they're set up for being a really in a good spot in this world, like as it is without everything changing too. Yeah. And, but she'd have to figure out how to be this hero, go on the adventures that she wants without the magic everywhere. And certainly they have the resources now. If you can figure out a way to get rid of Scarab to just go to and fro like the land of Ooh and be a hero there and then be normal here with your friends and, and whatnot. But I, I do feel it is a little bit of a detriment to Fiona's character. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm hoping we get character growth. I know we're not getting it with cake cakes, the yeah, cat, cakes, cat, cakes prime cake is who cake is, but Fiona really needs to to take a moment and like find some direction. I feel like with Finn, we had so much confidence, so much like 
just direction and everything that he did for the first five seasons so far. He's just confidently going into things, making decisions. And for whatever reason, Fiona's character is not that way. She is, you know, hesitant all the time. She's always asking questions or, or wishing she had the answer to this thing that she she's struggling with. Um, but she'll get there. I, I have no doubt that she won't get there at some point. I think she was worried that maybe this dream was a bad omen. I didn't mm-hmm. see a cosmic owl. I'm going to go ahead and assume it's ah, not. Yeah, true, true. There was not a cosmic owl in the dream because cosmic owls are on some sort of profiteering. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Apparently right now, the cosmic owl is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, uh, he's doing something him. illegal in the cosmic universe. Hey, is Jake's suit better or worse than cake overalls? I don't know. I, I was going to say, if I had a tops of this episode, uh, cake, or cake suit was definitely in my tops of the episode. Yeah, I don't know if there are any major benefits. I mean, obviously, she's very powerful. But the main benefit we see in this episode is your butt can mock people. And that's very cool. That's I'm very cool. Very for my butt mocking people, which would be Cake's face. So oh, yeah. I'm down for that. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I, I approve of Cake Suit. Um, maybe except for the tail. Like, she kept the tail on at one point. It looked way too much like yeah, furry. Yeah. So I was kind of like, yeah, oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I but I was like, oh, they went kind of furry with that one. For I sure. agree. That, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, getting like, I kind of broke down this episode into three sections. Okay. So we didn't go too crazy with our analysis. Otherwise, we'd be just bouncing around and getting crazy. So kind of talking about just the Fiona and Cake aspect of this. Um, we talked about the dream. We talked about them coming back. Uh, I wanted to point out, too, that we had a good little uh, Tiffany moment in this episode. Tiffany was the, uh, the I guess, ice skating rink guard oh, or employee. So um, that was cool. I liked a little Tiffany appearance here. Yeah. Um, Man, and then, I mean, talking about... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, now. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, um, getting to the point, too, where Fiona realizes that Marshall and Gary are together. Again, oh, I think yeah. it's... So it's, genuine. Uh, so genuine and great like you know that she didn't have a crush on either of them either so it's not yeah. like a no, lost super romance. platonic on her side yeah and and she just is so happy for them she's freaking out about them holding hands it's mm-hmm. a really sweet moment i mean that's the kind of encouragement you want from your friends and whatnot it was really cool to see uh, it was cool and, to see and then i think it's important though because that's going to be the determining factor i think of uh maybe this world gets magical again in some way and they don't get together. And Fiona's like, no, like everything was actually really good beforehand. Mm -hmm. I was the only one that was like not content with the world essentially. Yeah. I mean, speaking to that and to the lack of character development and cake, I mean, cake's joking about Gary Marshall's relationship woes in other universes. And like, y'all tried to kill each other, like trying to kind of unintentionally trying to freak them out. A little bit, you know, or, or be playful, but it comes off a little weird. Uh, and they clearly like their whole desire right now or focus right now in this moment is like, we just want to be together. How can we make that happen? And the idea crosses their mind. Like, what if we tell Simon, hey, make this canon. Like once we become magical, like make us canonically be dating or together forever, which I thought yeah. was a really sweet moment. Yeah, it's kind of, um, they, they have a very fates of the universe uh, view about yeah. it, which we do see, like, when we're going across these different universes, kind of, I think we were talking about it in the Star episode or possibly um, through the Winter King episode, um, it, or was it, the, uh, not the Winter King, the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, never mind, this is what yeah. it's called, the Winter King, um, was that, that, like, they're kind of in that realm of, like, no matter where, universes are going across the board that their paths are destined to cross no matter what. So yeah, hopefully that means they they at least have an optimistic view on it, which I appreciate. Yeah. I think it's just another thing that Fiona fears that she's going to mess up by making this world magical now. And they got to figure that out. And I do love, I'd really think the idea of like getting it in Simon's head, Hey, like this is canon, you know, Keep yeah. it that way. Uh, yeah, we're, do it. We're we're canon. <laughs> we're canon characters. This is canon. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. It's uh, it, just to finish off, kind of the Fiona and Cake side of this episode. Yeah. The scarabs come into through the portals. They spend uh, way too much time, I think, in the show, just in general, with kind of like messing around with the scarabs and like 
trying to pick them up. And then I just like, I didn't like the design of them. And then, uh, them just kind of putting them in the room, leaving the only redeeming part of like, I think this part is I loved the fact, I loved the fact that LSP was the one that (laughs) smashed all the jars. He's like, be free, be free. Like, Uh, I was like, that's like the perfect, like LSP moment in the show. Ain't that the way freaking LSP freeing up the Scarab uh, Beatles. I got to say though, my favorite moment of like them is having the gang all together. I really mm. enjoy the moment when you have like Fiona Cake, Marshall, Gary, and Hunter and hanging Hunter. out. I felt like they all had really good chemistry. I I don't know how I feel about LSP, and that's because in the show, I don't know how I feel about LSP in general. <laughs> uh, but I feel like they, as a core group, the five, feel very natural and it feels like Mm -hmm. we've known them for a long time despite it only being a handful of episodes which is which is a really cool feeling and they they do a fun little thing the gang's all here and they go split up and look for clues i I mean yeah uh blue sparkles (laughs) i mean (laughs) split up and look for clues yeah no they're they're good uh, the gang's all together you thinking about our our old scooby-doo special that we we did uh gosh almost a year and a half ago (laughs) Yeah, we rewatched the first live action Scooby Doo while we carved pumpkins this year. So yeah, we watched it um when we were in Louisville. So oh, there you go. That's yeah. a freaking good movie, man. It's a good. It's a good one. It's a good classic yeah. one. If you uh, is that is that your recommendation of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I will say, here's my wreck. I guess or here's my beef. Freddie Prince Jr. needs to get off his high horse and freaking do another Scooby Doo movie. Like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it's not cool in your mind, but it's so good. We like the fans loved it. I think they loved both of them, and I would absolutely adore a third movie. Uh, yes. No, I mean, this is jumping ahead, but my rack is probably ZOM 100. I don't know if we've talked about ZOM 100 before on the podcast, but it's on Netflix. There's only nine episodes. I think there is more to come out, but it's on a hiatus at the moment, as are a lot of anime. So maybe our podcast can give it the boost it needs. I'm just kidding. Uh, it's great. It's like zombies and this dude who is not really worried about it and he's just got a bucket list and he's like, I want to do all these random things before I get eaten by zombies. And hmm. it's really fun. Yeah. That's cool. No, I, that's, yeah, that sounds like a, I, I like the premise there for sure. Yeah. Um, well, we don't, yeah, we don't tangent on this. No podcast. tangents. Yeah. No tangents ever, ever. Well, we, <laughs> we wrapped up with, uh, with LSP, the gang going out on the mystery. I, I love the fact that you love, that dynamic because i do think it's really cool i do like that that they've now introduced hunter back into this because yeah i I thought it was kind of funny why at the uh really the first you know the second or third episode of this fiona and cake series we see that uh ben's always like i'm gonna go see huntress wizard i'm gonna go hang out with her right now so that they kind of developed this like long-term relationship friendship dynamic was huntress uh the one that birthed all of finn's children in farm world like that now we've got this whole Fiona and Cake dynamic where Hunter's in the Fiona and Cake gang. And, and so I'm like, mm, do we have like a little maybe last minute romance that they'll throw into the finale? I don't know. There maybe, was no chemistry in that like first episode with them too. So I would be a little shot if yeah, they I, ended I up think together somehow. Bare minimum, they could throw in maybe like a sparkle of it. Like a, okay. a little sparkle yeah. that they're going to like maybe hang get out. closer you know? or something. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get closer. Like, you know, Gary and Marshall go off and then Hunter and Fiona are left behind going like, hey, maybe no. we should go get a coffee. Ned's just here for the romances. I'm here for the what I'm kidding. I'm here for, <laughs> man, like, I mean, it's just the the missed opportunity with Adventure Time okay. is just having way more Huntress Wizard in there. Like, yeah. just, we have so much Flame Princess because it's a huge part of Finn's development and we that's the part. We're missing that in between. We got this old man Finn, old man Simon, and we, I want just like, I want big buff Adventure Time Finn. I want bearded mm. Adventure Time Finn. You Don't know? we all? Don't no, we all? we all. If that's our spinoff, I'm okay with that. Well, I don't know um, if you split the episode up into Shermie and Beth as a portion, I, perhaps. I did. I did. Let's go to what I'll say is the lull, the dull moment of this mm-hmm. episode. The Shermie and Beth in the future, vandalizing the town and... Kind of having portal powers. I, I mean, of course, I've never seen them before. I thought that was fun. I've never played the game Portal, but I always thought it looked intriguing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's a, that's a dope power. That's a, a good use." And it seems like dogs making me wonder if this is in the lineage 
of Jate the dog, a dog with magical powers. To some degree, this dog, Beth, has a really cool portal power. And I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah, it's, about, I, I think it's a cool um, variation. You see that there's lots of like dog people, um, whether they're wearing crystal suits or whether they're just in the background, that it seems as though Jake's, are they all descendants of Jake? Are they all just dog people? Um, but I, I like that. And I like the fact that, again, you know, uh, we're about to get into Jake's kids in Adventure Time. Um, and he's got five kids, I'm pretty sure. And they yeah. all have a different kind of cool blend between Rainicorn and stretchy dog powers mm-hmm. to some degree. Um, and so maybe that this is why it's like futuristic is that we've got all these pseudo dogs, pseudo Rainicorn beings that have some sort of variation of magic slash stretchy powers, which is a stretchy belly button. That's a portal. (laughs) I think I saw, maybe it's a a spoiler or a a theory that Gibbons, which is who they're, I think they're wanting to kick his butt at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. It's on their checklist. He might be the grandson of Jake. So it's like Jake's daughter had Gibbon or something like that, which I don't know how that plays into the like thousand year or whatever the timeline in the future. Uh, Yeah. I don't know if they, I don't know if they put, they, they don't think they necessarily put a timeline on it. Okay. Um, I don't think, but the tree, the tree, the, the big tree, but the tree house is like, a thousand feet tall anyway. So that's, and then you'll see that the, the library that they go to is the turtle princesses library that in our time frame is buried underneath the ground. And this library was a obviously huge, massive kingdom, which is, I think again, a cool, not necessarily tops, but I'm really, really happy for turtle princess that she gets married to the ice thing, and apparently that's really, really good for her library kingdom, you know? Yeah. Well, she's a robot in this. It's and not she's a robot anymore. in this, so maybe not uh, the best all, overall ending, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I We don't really have the background there. I mean, who knows what happened to her? I hope she didn't get killed or replaced by herself, the robot version of herself. That's uh, <laughs> probably yeah. well after the fact. Yeah, that's probably uh, a cyborg, let's live forever thing. Yeah, just protecting the books with the pagelings that are now much bigger. We saw them initially in episode Paper Pete, which I thought that was kind of, again, lots of just random characters from the past coming back in Fiona and Cake. And yeah. I'm, I'm here for it, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely got me a little bit, it. but I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I was here for the pagelings. I think that that's a really cool thing because they were like, the library was their organic kingdom. Like, and they were like the little baby pagelings and they were fighting off the little like, tiny insects that ate the pages. And so them over time being the people that run the library kingdom. However, the weird aspect of it is all the books are now guns. Books with guns. Books with guns. Books with guns. (laughs) Easy does it. Easy does it. They've got something to say. Anyways, uh, (laughs) sorry, gorillas are on my mind. Yeah. All the books are guns, uh, which makes sense. I mean, knowledge is power. We get it. Uh, <laughs> but it also looks like there's just not books left either. So it's kind of like, yeah. have the pagelings been possessed? What's the know. deal? Did they have to destroy all the books to make more pagelings? Uh, who knows? But yeah, got to take it to your your secret reading spot though, and they go and it's a different way of reading a book. Which is, I I don't even know if that was a, a funny enough bit for me to mention on the podcast. It was just a moment where they had to figure out how the Simon had to figure out how to open the book. But I do love Beth's commitment to allowing, like, Shermie have this bit. Like, yeah. she thinks totally that it's all a bit. Doesn't know who Simon is. Doesn't know that Simon's in the mind of Shermie because of Gold Betty. Just totally accepts the fact that, like, oh, okay, Shermie's doing a bit right now and is super committed to it. Way more committed yeah. <laughs> than I've ever been to any bit I've done on this podcast. And and she goes with it. And they have this book. That's written by that world Simon, which is like a fun little, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't see that coming kind of a moment with the choose your own adventure book. Do you know, have we seen in the past Casper Nova? Is that something? No, this is has very, this is very new. And this is what probably the most confusing part of this episode is for me, just because I haven't watched the next episode. I have no idea how things are going to play out with Simon and Betty, yeah. but this Casper and Nova, it, the, the whole episode is called Casper and Nova. 
So this is obviously some important part. I think that this ending scene with the Casper and Nova Choose Your Own Adventure book has something to do with Simon and Betty. I think it's completely yeah, totally. metaphorical of going, maybe because this is a how to you know book on ancient artifacts and they go on the adventure to find the crown. Yeah, Casper's like, I let's do this. I'm dead set on this. We're going to go up this dangerous ass mountain to get the crown. And Nova's like, I am all about finding cool artifacts. I'd really like to go to this, um, like deadly sea, but I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, so I'm thinking that this is something here's my theoretically speaking is that when we get into start talking about Betty Golb combo, that Betty Golb has sent Simon back into this world to learn something either about himself or about Betty and Simon's relationship in general. And that maybe this is a, a, some sort of visualization that Betty supported Simon in all his adventures, that the crown, we might get a scene where Simon, when he finds the crown uh, in the real world, we've never really seen how he necessarily gets the crown in the first place. Yeah, was that Betty there with him? Yeah, and was Betty kind of going, no, we shouldn't do this. It's too dangerous. We don't know this artifact, whatever. And he's just so dead set on it. And then she goes with it. And that's kind of what set things sets things off a little bit. Yeah. However, that's not necessarily... Oh, I mean, you know what? No, it is because um, when you'll see when Betty comes back into the Adventure Time universe, Simon already is kind of possessed by the crown a little bit. Mm. So I think it's maybe one of those things where Simon has to learn something about himself and how it... Pre- Again, I just, uh, I've got so many thoughts that I want to think about it, but I can't yeah. until I know how it actually plays out. Yeah, of course. I think it's definitely a metaphorical representation of, of Simon and Betty. No, no doubt about that. My thought is perhaps, and they make it a point to say like, there are no do-overs in this book. Like mm-hmm. once you choose a path, that's the path you're on and you have to suffer the consequences, whether they're good or bad. And that's just how it is. And so my mm-hmm. feeling is, uh, that's got to be some sort of a parallel for like there are no do-overs in life. Like Simon chose the path that he chose and that is the path that he will forever be on. It's daunting to think about that. It's daunting to think that like every choice you make is going to matter and our lives are a big choose your own adventure book where you could make a wrong path and go to the the crown, which is guarded by a fire tiger or whatever and get bitten. But uh it's also freeing and I'm this, I guess wrapping up into my lessons to some degree, Mm -hmm. but like it's freeing to know that like there are no do-overs because it gives you the space to learn and to grow, which I hope is the way that Simon takes it. Maybe that's his conclusion toward the end of the next episode is this is his story. Like he has to grow and accept what happened and and move forward and continue to live his life with purpose past just putting on the crown one, because he thinks his life is meaningless or putting on the crown too, because, oh, I can help others by putting on the crown. There's got to be a, a third solution where he finds a happy medium. Like he doesn't need to be this crazy ice wizard that doesn't do him any good for his future either. So we'll see. I'm I'm really, really curious to see how this wraps up next episode or yeah. if it wraps up at all. I'm, you know, who knows? Yeah. Well, I, I hope we get at least some resolution. I don't really want to wait around for like terribly too long on uh, another season of this that happens in two years from now. But I'm with you, man. It's it's definitely something about Simon getting away from the fact that he can't live in worlds of hypotheticals. If if I'm with Betty, I'll be happy. If I hadn't put on the crown, I wish I hadn't been Ice King. Um, it's my fault that Betty... Like, yes, you can have regrets and you can have that kind of mentality in your life too, but... It's the fact that, like, I think Simon's gotten so in his head that he hasn't even been able to have his own adult adventures because he's living too much in this world of, like, um, world of hypotheticals. Like, yeah, oh, I could have made a different decision. I could have made a different choice. Things could be better. I shouldn't be where I'm at. And, yeah, maybe it's his, uh, this this show has felt way more about him than Fiona and Cake almost. Way more. Yeah, way Way more more about... Um, and, and I think you probably hit the theme of what we'll talk about next week is that he's going to be like, I've accepted where I'm at 
and I need to be happy with it. Um, I think, again, it's going to go really well in line with Fiona and Cake's story where they're going to end up being happy without things being magical. Simon's going to figure out how to be happy without Betty, essentially, that Betty's going to have some sort of resolution as this Betty Gold character, which I think is a good transition into our part three. Uh, yeah, episode, which is for this. sure, which has got to be the yeah. tops, right? This has to be the tops for it, both of it's, us. Just it's insane. everything about it. Yeah, it's insane, dude. I this almost I love the character arc of the Lich here. Um, I didn't think I'd ever be saying that because he was just <laughs> yeah. like the ultimate yeah. evil, empty character as they created him as the bad guy. And then, I mean, you almost feel a little bad for him. You almost, I said almost. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I have that written down in my notes as well. Like a little bit of uh, empathy for the devil in a sense in this episode. It makes you feel a little bit like, man, this poor dude, like he spent <laughs> his yeah. whole life killing people. <laughs> you know, he was, he was a vassal for the embodiment of chaos. Express. What does he say? He's a... Uh, on the physical plane to build mountains of bodies in the honor and to uh, extinguish all life. <laughs> not, not, a, not a good dude to have empathy for, but certainly understand what, what you're getting at. Yeah. I mean, this is my tops. I, you know, it's great that they picked it up in the last episode where we're with BMO and then they fall through that portal. And I'm guessing, well, I mean, we thought it was gold. Maybe it was gold or I thought it was gold. Maybe it was gold who, kind of influenced where the portal led to. I think you thought it was the Lich was mm -hmm. giving like his will to meet Golb or to talk to Golb after he's accomplished his goal. Uh, but yeah, we, we end up in this really crazy gold plane with Scarab kind of hanging out there as well. And it's, it's a powerful moment and Golb is real freaky. I gotta say. Yeah, Gold, well, you you haven't gotten Gold yet in the show because we're only in early season five, but they do a crazy design for Gold of just being yeah. very, un like, without even having it be scary, just, like, incredibly unsettling. Um, and they've done some design with Gold since the finale in, in a sense of just, like, Gold is now Betty Gold. Um, Betty, mm -hmm. in a spoiler, somewhat sacrifices herself to save Simon in the finale and in essence kind of is absorbed slash becomes gold. Yeah. Just like she kind of absorbed slash became I'm, magic man. Like I'm unfortunately already kind of aware of some yeah. of that stuff just from again think, being on social media to, and whatnot. Yeah. You'd have to be a little bit. So um, yeah. it's one of those things where I think it's uh, going back to the lich in general. Um, I think also Again, we we get the arc. There's there is no more lich. Like there's no more questioning, and unless there's alternate liches across other universes, which if we, we know are there taking. Are. I, yeah, I would assume so. Maybe lich. Um, I mean, we we saw the the lich in the weird tomb world where he's yeah. in the cave that you mentioned yeah. that's, earlier. In this and that's show. where my my thoughts went initially. Is that we've got all these liches in different universes, so. There's two, I, what I would call two theories of thought around this Golb. I'm going to call it Golb's Lair. Um, okay. That's just a good way to reference it, I think. Um, is that there's all these floating, you know, shapes around Golb. Um, I think the, probably what's more canon, but I don't like to think this way, is that the Lich considers himself the last scholar of Golb. So I think mm -hmm. all these other floating shapes are all the previous scholars of Golb. Interesting. Yeah, I was curious about that similar to the Lich and been like, I've accomplished your goals. And then the, and Golb just turns them into shapes to like float around him. Um, Do you think maybe this is some form of reward for the Lich? Like, Hey, like you've done it. You've accomplished what I set you out to do. Now come be with me forever as a, a shape or whatever that is forever hovering in my presence. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's, it's some sort of dark, you know, demonic yeah. reward type mentality. Or maybe because like, some of the universes are shaped, I believe they're like designed. Yeah, they, they do like have shapes. those Maybe shapes, he's yeah. in his own lich universe or maybe he's become, and this is kind of like my big theory, I would say, is that all the different puzzles, maybe if these are all scholars of Golb, maybe they are or will eventually form one giant, cube or something like that that will accomplish something you know like 
Yeah, they're part of I mean, a, a bigger puzzle of chaos, like essentially well, is what I'm trying to get at. Oh yeah, I mean that's a great theory though of kind of like is gold they all fit um, together? Is know. gold immortal because the more scholars of gold they get turned into shapes that like if gold ever gets destroyed, then all those shapes can come back together and form gold again. Very oh uh, maybe that could very, be very Horcrux Voldemort esque. I don't know something yeah. like that. That could be a way um, to spin that for sure. That's interesting. But my second I, theory, my, yeah, my, my I say I think that's probably where we're going more towards canon. It probably is not going to be answered, but I like to think that this the lich that was split across all these universes in um in the Adventure Time show when the hand gets cut off and spread across all these like multiverses that these are all just liches floating around. Mm-hmm. That the lich that did achieve its goal in a universe can make its way back to Golb and say, I did it. I piled up the bodies. I destroyed all life in my universe. And then they just become part of Golb's floating, you know, tetrahedron circle. Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder too, because this is a Betty Golb. How much power does Betty have over Golb? Is Betty Mm -hmm. able to influence actions? Obviously, we see that Golb is protecting uh, Simon from, one, the crown, from putting the crown on, and Mm -hmm. then two, from Scarab, in this episode. So I wonder if, you know, would the Golb without Betty's influence have done the same thing to the mm-hmm. Lich, the same reward? I, I don't know. You know, I haven't personally seen the actual Golb without Betty or how it acts. So I, I'm curious to know, certainly. It's, yeah, it's not too different. Um, the, the indicating factor that Betty's in there is that it's got some sort of plan for Simon. Or else it either would have just eliminated Simon. Keep, keep Simon safe for some reason. Yeah, or or let yep. Simon put the crown. Like, there's something about Gold keeping Simon from putting the crown on, but not doing that much. I assume it's probably because they're stuck in this universe that Gold doesn't really have a way out until it's let out, per se. Um, and that in the meantime, the bettiness in Gold is, is protecting Simon. Um but not going to do much else. Not gonna, it's going to. It might let Simon sit with the crown three inches above his head for a thousand years before there's an yeah. opportunity to do something else. You know. Mm. Well, I wanted to. I mean, when we're talking about this scene, at least discuss a little bit of maybe like the goals perspective and how, if I can relate that at all to my own personal beliefs, I will. Mm-hmm. So stick with me a little bit on that and interrupt me at yeah. any point, Ned, if you I have think any is, thoughts. It's probably gonna it's probably gonna tie into my like lesson here okay. too, kind of at the Good. end. So we have obviously the Lich, he's achieved his big goal. He's unsatisfied. He feels he has no purpose now, and he's kind of griping, he's kind of expressing discontent now that he's accomplished his goal with Golb. Uh, and I, I wanted to just note, like, I feel like we see that, or I hear that in interviews when rich people or powerful people are talking about how they're never mm-hmm. satisfied. Like once they've reached the level that they were pushing for and they don't have anything else to continue to push for, I think that's why you have rich people that just accumulate so much crazy wealth because they feel like that's the only thing that they can continue to like strive for is more and more wealth on top of wealth, like more than they will mm-hmm. ever know what to do with, right? It's the only way that they can feel satisfied. You got the lich, he's killed everybody. He's accomplished his goal. He's totally unsatisfied. Uh, I think it's it's interesting, though, to think of it from the perspective of he's coming to Golb to say this. And like, <laughs> like what what does Golb feel about this? Like, to, you know, if he's... Um, Probably... Like, was this what Golb like- wanted all along? You know, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, maybe... The Lich is taking Gold's teachings or whatever, or the, you know, being a scholar of Gold, everything he's learned, and then totally like misinterpreting it in some sort of a way. And he's turned into a Tetris piece because Gold could care less from that perspective. Yeah. I, I thought it was really interesting just how you could, you could study something or you could follow something and be so diligent in that. And yet either one end up unsatisfied or two, uh, basically like totally misinterpret like the will of the person or the thing that you're following, the spiritual thing that you're following. I, yeah. I don't, I mean, in Golb's case specifically, because I, I see where you're going. I want you to be able to kind of finish your thought too yeah, on totally. on how this, you know, goes into like uh, real world beliefs as well. 
But in this instance too, I think if Golb's the agent of chaos, like wouldn't that be ultimately chaotic to create or have scholars of yours and say, go out and do probably one of the most hardest, impossible tasks ever, which is eliminating all life in a universe. We see the, the lich fail a thousand times over in Adventure Time, but not being able to defeat one child. Um, the lich, like finally doing it, and then being like, wouldn't that be the most sadistic thing to have given somebody their whole purpose, they accomplish it, and then being like, yep, uh, I just gave you that because yeah. I thought it would drive you crazy. And that's that's absolutely, because he calls Gold the ultimate agent of chaos. Like, yeah. And then it's just like, oh like, no, yep. you're a, a puzzle for me yeah. that I'm going to use later on. You know, yeah, I, it's it's literally just like I did that because it just caused more chaos in the universe, and I'm not actually happy with you. Or it's just like literally, I just was uh, caused. Like you are an agent of my chaos as well. Not just killing people, but driving you mad is bringing me happiness, and I, that's why I see like yeah. the way more sadistic. Um, role of of gold <laughs> it's like creating yeah. prophets and and scholars of himself that are never going to achieve any sort of uh what do you call it like breath at the end they they don't ever have anything that's going to be a satisfying end goal that there's yeah. no end all be all so here's my weird parallel and uh this is going to be super reaching i i don't know if this is even going to be too interesting, but I think it's from my own perspective, and I think it could be worth mentioning. So from a, a Christian perspective, <laughs> could we mm -hmm. parallel this, right? So let me preface this by saying this is this is only me trying to rationalize a parallel for my own personal spirituality. So my thought is Christians, like the main thing or one of the main things that were promised, and I, you know, I, correct me if I'm wrong on all this stuff, but is that like you're never gonna find true satisfaction to be had on earth, right? As a, as a Christian, you know, the only true satisfaction would be to go to heaven, to be with God. And uh, to do that, you, you can only get to heaven by having faith in God alone uh, and not through any good actions. So again, actions, faith, whatever. Uh, the reason being, how could any action that I take personally as a Christian be good enough in order to earn myself a place in heaven uh, but also, and then I guess this is how I'm tying it in somehow. Uh, what if my action is misguided? You know, the reaching parallel is mm -hmm. being like the lich and gold, where the, the lich did all these things he thought was for Gold's will, but then perhaps may not have been, after all, may not have been at all what Gold wanted. Uh, I would say plenty of Christians are unfortunately uh, misguided in their own actions. And, you know, that could be an understatement. You know, I, I know Christians have done so much harm throughout history uh, and even in modern day, you know, like we're all super imperfect people. But I thought that was just an interesting parallel to, to make. And I don't know if it's a good one, but I thought it was interesting. No, it's I, I would say it's it's definitely one of those deep thought parallels. And I think it goes along with, um, again, kind of an end goal being a material goal. Um and I guess it's a good way to parallel into lessons because we're getting into kind of the yeah without the wrap being up, preachy though thoughts, you know without, like no 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 it's I don't yeah. think that what you said was preachy at all okay um, cool. it's definitely yeah it's 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 a deeper thought that obviously pertains to spirituality and religion and differing thoughts between differing religions so it's not preachy at all um, and I yeah. I think that people listen to our podcast to hear the perspectives that we've had and we we understand everybody's got tons of perspectives from not just. Christian religion, but yeah, and that's one of those things them. is um go right in is in why Christianity is a it's a unique religion because um well I don't know maybe, maybe you know Buddhism's probably similar to be at like an, an ultimate peace with kind of a uh, an end being now it's the thing it's a matter of like do material actions get you there do do does killing everybody on in your universe uh, please your God. Is it misconstrued by human error and by, uh, yeah, human fault at the end of the day with the generations and generations of people that are uh, misinterpreting text or misinterpreting lessons or anything like that? Yeah. But what I would say that parallels my lesson, it's not necessarily driven on the same aspect of it, but 
kind of what I saw with this is that the lich has this like material and goal, very much like you said, parallels rich people. Uh, if they sit on the gather up every last cent in the world and it's theirs. Um, what's next? Like they, at that point you, when you don't have a journey and when you don't have an adventure to go on, there's not really any point of living anymore. And that's why you see the lich in this like deteriorative, frustrated state. He's like, they, I don't have a purpose anymore. And that purpose should not be driven around a material action, a material item, material person. It should be centered around having a really, really good adventure along the way. And that's, I do that to be cheesy about our never ending adventure, you know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. mentality, <laughs> but this is, and this isn't the season finale of a never ending adventure. Cause oh, this I sounds know, yeah. like, it sounds like the lesson of a season finale, but I mean, that's truly it, man. It's like, like we need to like live a good life, a good life, not because we do actions or like I mean, yeah. good action, good actions are good, but we shouldn't be like, I'm going to get this house and this car and this wife. And then everything's complete at that point. Um, yeah. I, if I you think focus loving, more on, yeah. Loving, loving the journey. The yeah. way, loving the journey, loving the people and, and doing it with people. Uh, that feel that way about you as well. I mean, it's so interesting. Simon in this episode is having this heart to heart with Betty Golb, who probably like I'm like I'm half thinking or maybe ninety five percent sure that isn't really listening to him mm -hmm. and having this moment where he's just like heart to heart, like admitting like I wasted the second chance that you gave me, and I'm so sorry, Betty, and he's apologizing, and he reveals that again, as I mentioned earlier, like he was going to put on the crown initially because he felt like he had no purpose. He felt like his life was meaningless so I can help someone else and that's fine. But now he's like, no, I have a purpose. My purpose is to help Fiona and Cake. And I don't know if even that's the healthiest thing, but at least he's he's making some sort of a, a self-purpose or self-accepting um, notion there to where he's like, oh, I am perfect. My life has meaning, you know? So that's yeah, good to some it's, degree. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, it's a two-sided coin there. Cause it's yeah. like your life. It's, I don't know how to way to say it because there's probably tons of instances where it doesn't make sense, but him being like, yeah, I'll just ultimately destroy myself. Cause that's my purpose. That doesn't seem right. You know? Um, yeah. In, yeah. I in think it's this tough, instance, though. you know, like it's even, but sacrifices, I've, I've I mean, through, sacrificing for the love of someone else. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. great thing. Um, but I think he's, I think he's looking at it through a pinhole though. Yeah. Fiona and Cake are going to want to be happy. I have to be the ice king. It's a very, very small pinhole where he's not given himself a lot of options of going, well, we just went through 17 different magical universes. Why totally. in the world, you know, there's a lot of options we got here. Yeah, you're you know? nailing it. I, that's what I was trying to get at. I mean, there, there are other options and, and other ways that you can achieve that. Uh, but I, I do think the idea and them bringing this up throughout this series a little bit of like an idea of purpose, I think that's something that we all struggle with. I mean, I've had moments in my life where I felt like, oh my gosh, I know my purpose. I know I'm here. Like I am striving for this thing. And I, I've had moments today I was talking funny enough to HR, not because I was going to HR to talk to them, but because we were having interview. I was helping to conduct interviews. And in between the interviews, HR was just like, you know, yeah. So I'm about to turn 30, obviously. And they're like, so why are you so bummed about that? And I was just like, I just can't explain it. You know, like I, I yeah. feel like I don't, I'm about to be 30 and I wish I had more of a purpose or, or I knew more of what my purpose was or whatever. Uh, but it's, you know, I think it's just so relatable and I think it's really neat to see Simon, a character who's a bit older than 30, uh, struggling with the same idea at an age much past 30 where he's like, I don't know what my purpose is, but maybe this is it or maybe I could do it that way. And I mm -hmm. hope like what you're saying, like I hope he learns this lesson of like life only has like no do-overs. You got to just accept what you did or accept the past Hope you can, you know, apologize for it and, and move on and grow and not do it again. But then also take all that experience and turn it into something awesome or yeah, turning something way more positive than the way he's been living the last twelve years or whatever, however long yep. it's been. You know, is that he's not been living, he's not been giving himself a second chance. And again, it's just it's what we saw back in the Star episode when this universe's Marceline is 
all messed up because he died. And then he's all depressed about it. And I'm like, dude, that should give you like positive vibes that your presence that in her life was a purpose, you know? Um, so yeah. I just, I think he's in, looking at almost every opportunity to find purpose with a negative point of view. And it's like, my purpose is to be with Betty. And he's like, so driven to that then, because that's why I, I believe that these writers are going to make a really great ending that's way more complicated than just like Betty's back and he's back with Betty and they live in the world together. It's, it's got to be way deeper than that. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm expecting is that he finds this purpose without her. You know what I mean? No, I 100% agree. Ned, uh, a little bit different, but do you believe that Golb, Betty, is the boss of Scarab? I mean, Scarab has a really interesting moment where he is at first nervous or kind of gets freaked out by Gold being there. And then he points at Goldman and is like, you stay out of this. And I was like, what? Yeah, what is this I dynamic? What is happening? I don't, I don't know, man. Because like, Gold's too chaotic to, I feel like, be the boss of all these people that have... Like, we were talking about <laughs> how Orbo, <laughs> yeah, Orbo was Prisma's boss and that there's this hierarchy of like um, people in a... dot. And I don't think Gold would be the ultimate boss of people that are sitting yep, around in a, in a dentist waiting room. I think that that's like... That just doesn't align necessarily, yeah. in my opinion. Mm, uh, I think point. Golb is um, <laughs> obviously one of these like monsters created at the beginning of the universe and has been cosmically shut away by possibly who Prismo's boss is, which I think, again, I think the best thing ever would be if Jake was Prismo's boss in, okay. some, in some way, shape, or form. I think that'd be hilarious. But, um, but no, I think Golb is somehow trapped by the cosmic beings in this chaotic, unreachable, only can be reached through crazy portals by the Lich like world. Well, then I hate to admit it, Ned, but Scarab is our antagonist. I think so, man. I, I <laughs> we think have we have to accept, accept our fate. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, I think we will get the answer to who Prismo and Scarab's boss is. It may be like a four-second, like, cameo of a different character who knows yeah but Dude, at least at least scarab looked cool at the end of the episode where he comes out of the blown up apartment i was like yeah, okay he, well that's neat yeah we there hasn't been many moments where we've been that scared of scarab and so i hope that no. there is some sort of like crazy okay he's like super super bad we really are scared of him as our antagonist well, what is your uh, your lovely i don't think we talked about lovelies yet. yeah we didn't talk about lovelies i think beth gets my lovely in this episode. Okay. Loved the, I, again, I think it's maybe just returning back to that a little bit more whimsical adventure time adventure, but the voice acting, like Beth reading the book was just so calming to me for some reason. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about you, man? Uh, mine's Shermie. I think he's, oh. he seems just like a cute, fun loving guy. So uh, it was tough. I, I, there wasn't any huge stick outs for me this episode, but I think Shermie wins it for me. Okay, that's it. Well, it's funny how <laughs> I feel like we both said, yeah, the Shermie and Beth dynamic in this episode was really weird. Yeah, I don't know if we agree with that. Of- <laughs> and then and then they get our our lovelies of the episode. Yeah, now, well, I, ro- that goes to say, like what you were saying, this is one of the more boring episodes of the season, maybe. Yeah, it's so. it's one of those ones, I think, that they did this in the finale to throw a little bit more of dynamic of, hey, we're not just going to make this a heavy, heavy, all canon, everything serious episode we have to throw in the magic of adventuring and the magic of like what we love about finn and jake so they did that like with shermie and beth to be like the world goes on (laughs) this is i think we're gonna figure out this is years in the future obviously too um but yeah uh if i had a runner-up lovely though it had to be uh cyborg turtle princess i thought that was fantastic (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Got some guns. I I love a good gun fight uh, or laser fight, I guess. I don't know. Um, Man, yeah, cool. I I liked it. It's a good episode. I'm so pumped for the next episode. And then I might just be even more pumped just to get back to Finn and Jake and our super fun adventures with our homeboys. So that'll be fun. I'm I'm ready for it, man. I've had a really good fun time with this one, but yeah, I'm I'm ready to go back and talk about Spider babies and uh, <laughs> Wildberry princess and like I'm I'm ready to go back to some uh, yeah. to some stuff that's not so heavy burden on heavy? my brain. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's tough to do ten episodes in a row where like there's some deep topics we're going into, and like some we we do that every time anyway. But you know, hey, well written. I gotta say, this whole series has been really well written. And shout out the Prismo for breaking free and breaking or back next episode. nearly breaking free. I am excited that we did not just forget about Prismo in the hot tub. We yeah. get a little bit of moment. He's, he's he's coming. He's coming back. He's gonna maybe. I hopefully there's gonna be a moment where Prismo can be a kind of an ultimate hero and redeem himself uh, from creating this Fiona and Cake universe. Yeah. Hey Amen. Books but, are guns. Books, Books are, are guns. guns. Books are guns. Books well, are I, guns. I know you said your recommendation was Zombie One or Zomb Zomb One Hundred. Zom One Hundred. Yeah. Z O M. Z O M. Z O M. Yeah, um, and there's I think, a dub. The dub's good. Okay, I, I like dubs better. Honestly, that's just me. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm a lame. I'm a lame anime fan. I kind of like the dubs better. That's fine. Hey, no shame. I like it because you don't have to pay attention quite as closely. Yeah, it's it's not as I be sitting down after work and having to read for two hours <laughs> like on a screen <laughs> is is rough, man. Yeah, what's um, your rec? My rec is um, goes along with our spooky season rec, but uh, it's going to be basic. It's just the Harry Potter series in October. Um, okay, in October over it feels like a Christmassy thing it's, for me. It's it it varies year to year for me. Sometimes it's October, and then sometimes it's yeah, like. In like Thanksgiving ends, and then they run like some Harry Potter marathon like the weekend after Thanksgiving, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna get Christmassy. So we're doing Harry Potter as uh, yeah. spooky season, but it's 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 again, it's for some reason, maybe it's because it's witches and wizards, it gets you into like it's fall. We watch Harry Potter in the yeah. fall, you know. I think too, TikTok has a moment right now where they're doing the. He's going to sacrifice himself. <laughs> like, all the, the no. weird dancing and stuff. Like, yeah. I love that. It's, those it's the, best, the best trend. <laughs> not you. Oh, no. Not Hermione. <laughs> not me. Not, not Hermione. You. You want to stop just, Snape from getting that stone and not. Just doing <laughs> goofy dances during it. It's so oh, funny. It's, it's the thing that the thing, the weirdest thing that has uh, probably kept me trendy and young amongst this podcast <laughs> is uh, the fact that we had to get on TikTok for the podcast. And now I'm just staying up to date with uh, stupid ass trends the, like the that. trends. Yeah. I know mine's all dogs. I think uh, it realized that I like uh, dachshunds a whole bunch. And so now it's just like, <laughs> here's another dachshund. Here's another, here's another dachshund. dachshund video. Yeah. I love that, man. What's your lesson well, you for have, this? Did we, um, did we do that yet? I don't think uh, we, we did. I, I think we talked so deep on this one that our lessons were baked in, but life goals shouldn't have an end date on them. They should be about enjoying the adventure. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Um, that's that's an overarching thing about what we talked about for about 20 minutes of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what about you? Mine's commit to the bit. Just just commit go for it. You know, why not? I'm, I'm uh, with, I feel like that's what we're doing with this podcast, man. Like, Yeah, every, we've committed to a <laughs> two-year bit. bit, man. Yeah, I'm oh, just kidding. We hate podcasting. <laughs> I just, oh, it's 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 great sometimes when I love. I mean, guys, send feedback. Like it it helps us keep going. Like about how this has been changing our lives. How thinking about these kind of things and it, the lessons of Adventure Time. It helps keep us going because every time I try to describe to my dad or my dad's friends that I do a cartoon show podcast, I get looked at in a very oh yeah. It's like, real fun. That seems stupid. And I'm like, yeah, it is. But like, I'm it having a lot of fun doing it, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, well, hey, on that note, man, I say we do a traveler's log. We haven't done one in yeah, a minute. Let's and do I think a we traveler's owe log. a traveler. Uh, so we got Violet writing in. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and dub you DJ Violet. Violet. So that's what it is. It's DJ Violet. <laughs> DJ Violet. 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 Uh, uh, what's up, y'all? <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name is Violet. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I've been keeping up with y'all for months now. I'm so happy that y'all decided to dive into Fiona and Cake. Ooh, thank you for that. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to share my lich tattoo with y'all. I thought you'd appreciate it. My friend freehanded it, and it's pretty awesome. The lich is so legendary. I'm so happy he made such a wicked reappearance in these episodes. Also, I am shocked to hear that you didn't like the food chain episode. I don't think it's one of the more trippy episodes or wait, I think it's one of the more trippy episodes and I actually enjoyed the animation changes. So I was surprised to hear it wasn't your favorite. Anyway, 
I love y'all's podcast and I can't wait for y'all to keep trucking through the series. Cheers, Violet. Great, great reference with the cheers. Ned, this tattoo, I'll have to send it to you afterwards. It's right yeah. above this person's knee and it is freaking rad. Dude, Holy a freehand crap. one too is awesome. Dude, it is. I mean, it's like Billy Lich. It's, it's freaky and it's just the face and it's, That's cool. it's good. It's a good tattoo. Violet. Thank you. I will still constantly disagree with you that the Food Chain episode gives me the weirdest nightmare vibes <laughs> than any episode <laughs> of Adventure Time gives. It's just creepy. I don't know if it's just because it feels very Hungry Caterpillar and that had a weird uh, grasp on my childhood of just like, I love this and it's calming, but I'm scared at the same time. Yeah. I just I always think back to whenever I'm thinking of like, oh, well, every episode could be someone's favorite episode. I'm like, every yeah. Pokemon... Is someone's, is someone's favorite, favorite Pokemon, Pokemon in the world? Weird. Even the keychain Pokemon, like even the the dumbest of dumb. You know, I'm not going to say Jinx. I'm not going to say Jinx. Hey, I think it'd be weird if someone's favorite Pokemon was the unknowns. That would be. That's got to be the weirdest one, probably. Could be pretty weird, but unknowns play a big part in I think the third movie, so maybe yeah, that no, yeah, Pokemon somebody? 2000 with Entei. Yeah. No, it'd be uh, yeah. Two, 2001. I don't know what that one was actually called, but it's Entei as a dad for yeah. <laughs> a little girl. Daddy Entei. Daddy Entei, yeah. <laughs> Which also, in Pokemon Go, Allie has a shiny Entei and its name is Dad, very appropriately. So. <laughs> very appropriate. <laughs> I oh, think well, I want to name Sir Dad. Anyways, moving <laughs> Sir on. Dad. No Sir Daddy. Oh, man. But this was... I, okay, I'm, I'm glad that we talked through this episode because... I watched it the first time and I was like, what? This is just to uh, tee up for the final episode. And I'm glad we got our deep thoughts out because I think we'll have way too much to talk about the next episode. Um, if we talk too much the next episode, it will just be the wrap up. I don't know if we'll have a review over the entire series or not. Yeah, um, Because I think a lot, of my, a lot of my final thoughts from the finale will overarch the entire series, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. Uh, but if you want more of what we're cooking up, what we're doing, Ooh, cooking uh, come on down to the Patreon. No, yeah, we got a Patreon out. I think it's really awesome. I have been super excited and really enjoyed talking with everybody in the Discord, especially. I mean, it's it's like oh, I, I I, I'm a part that. of several Discords and it's Dude. not that active. This one, people talk like day to day, which is really rad. Um, but Dude, it's available so now sorry. for... Oh, you're good. Oh, What's I... Up? I, I Apologize to all the fans out there. I got a new phone and Uh-oh. have not turned on notifications back on the disc. That's why I've been totally MIA. Oh, get on the I'd Discord, like, Dad. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's my bad. I, I switched phones and I think I thought about it like two or three days ago and I was like, oh, we have a Discord. I wonder, and I was like, oh my gosh, I switched, I've, no notifications are turned on. So I, I'll, I'll be back on there soon, guys. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff, fan art. I mean, like people talking about fan NK, people who are talking about NEA and beyond, which is our Patreon only podcast. If you're supporting the Patreon on uh five or ten tier, you get to have this like it, it downloads straight into your podcast listening app and you just listen to it like a normal podcast, but you have to be a patron to get to our, the RSS feed. Uh and it's really simple the way it's set up. So yeah, I, I highly recommend it. All tiers, including the $1 tier, if you just want to support with a $1 uh, a month uh, tier. I mean, we, one, super appreciate it. And two, uh, I mean, yeah, you'll get part of the Discord and also can vote on you know what we're going to talk about on the NEA and beyond and maybe on the main podcast and also get our monthly newsletters. But anyways, go check it out. Patreon.com slash podcast. You can check us out on Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on the Traveler's Log, just like Violet at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. And it's just one L in Travelers because uh, we're Americans, I guess. We're American. We don't, we don't spell it the cool way, which is two L's, in my opinion. Uh, I saw it. I'm reading through uh, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings right now, and he spells Traveler with two L's and I immediately regretted every decision we've made with uh, the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. I I still spell it with two L's every time I type it out and then it auto corrects me. Hot damn. Uh, Hot hot damn. Hot damn. Y'all, thank you so much for joining us and we'll be back as soon as we can be. Uh, I think we're both going down the Georgia, Florida 
for the Georgia game. Oh, man, we're going down that Georgia-Florida line for the Georgia game. Yeah, I know game. y'all love that. Woo! Yes, we'll be back Football. online next week to record the season series finale. Um, our last episode was delayed in releasing, so that should be releasing the same week. Fiona and Cake will be done in October. That's a, that's a promise. Yeah. Yeah, and I apologize if I come off a little irritated at the end of last week's episode. It is simply because I was freaking worn out from work and I yeah, just was already in a bad mood. So yeah, we're, we're, we're about to be in a good home stretch season of life's not being so crazy. And that's what I think is going to set us up for like a really good season five, all 52 episodes oh, yeah. of it. Dude, I'm excited for it. I am so excited to get back to it. And for whatever it is that we explore next on the Patreon, I think me and Allie are planning on talking about our traditions. And we got some goofy ones. We've got some good ones. And I think you're going to really enjoy, one, the non-canonical date night, which I think I've talked about a little bit on the podcast. And then two, uh, oh gosh, what is it called? Oh, Candle Nights, which is obviously inspired by MBMBAM, my brother, my brother, and me, uh, the podcast. So yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that soon. And uh, thank you so much, everybody. Have a wonderful week and party forever. We love you guys.